I, I think the poet or the filmmaker or the musician, the poet must not avert his eyes. You must not avert your eyes. This is what is coming at us. One Good Thing, the podcast that tries to find the one suspiciously adorable police robot that has Sholto Copley in it. I'm Paul Sol. I'm a robot who didn't learn to love. Oh no, you were just one of the other robots. Yeah, I was right, bitter fuck. <laughs> it's alright for some, innit? Got to have adventures with fucking Deantwort. <laughs> Great. I'm, I'm just a lowly, um, lowly CGI robot with a wife and kid to feed. <laughs> CGI Where's wife my movie? and kid. <laughs> <laughs> They're real, actually, it's terrible. <laughs> Uh, Their parents were not for this marriage. <laughs> Johnny need um little Johnny boy needs help with his uh, homework. Can you give me five <laughs> goddamn minutes before you're fucking <laughs> on me? <laughs> Does not compute, bitch. <laughs> oh, it's the most upsetting domestic situation for <laughs> robot officer two three zero five. If only you'd learn to love. Is the message well. Let's see if we can learn to love Chappie, Neil Blomkamp's 2015 adaptation of Oliver Twist, starring District 9 <laughs> as the movie. <laughs> yes, this week's film was recommended by launching the pilot podcast, reviewing TV pilots old and newish. They're yet to go near the Pornhub pilot I wrote for Amazon Prime. I'm so glad that Pornhub is getting regular mentions in our <laughs> podcast now. Are we being sponsored Yay. yet? Ugh. <laughs> 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 oh, well... If you're listening, Pornhub. <laughs> Mr. Pornhub. Anyway, thanks, guys. What an enigma. Oh, man. Uh, well, the film was received by critics like a $1 billion death machine answering a call-out about a stolen handbag. Roger Moore, uh, who was surprisingly writing for Movie Nation, said, It's wrong-headed in its conception. Eye-rolling in its execution. Chappie is a childish blend of acute robot goofiness of short circuit and the bloody-minded mayhem of Robocop. And then he ordered a vodka martini. Meanwhile, James Roche, for the rap, said, It's too bad that neither the philosophy nor the pyrotechnics on screen in Chappie can distract you from your own sinking feeling that you've seen almost all of this before. Famous amnesiac film reviewer James Roche, <laughs> who saw the film three times before he remembered to write any of it down. Seriously, what's happening, guys? This is hell. Kill me. Three stars. <laughs> Uh, the movie did a little bit better with audiences, not enough so that they would actually pay money to come and see it, but they did like it better. Ian Fieri, sorry, Ian Ferrell, 08, over IMDb. <laughs> Ian Guy Fieri. Ian Guy Fieri. Ian Ferrell, 08, at IMDb said, yes, the human characters are flat. They are merely roles. The maker, the villain, mommy and daddy, the friend. But as Chappie begins to learn, you see why they have to be flat. They are trying to exert influence on a brackets robotic close brackets child. Therefore, they must simplify their own motivations and desires into the most basic explanations possible for Chappie to understand. So Chappie wasn't made for Chappie, right? For <laughs> Chappie the character, so that he could understand it. <laughs> it was made for all other robots out there who were just slowly <laughs> coming to appreciate their own sentience. Made for robots by robots. By not, robots. 
Um, the film has 6.8 on IMDb, 32% hmm. on Rotten Tomatoes, and made only twice its fairly small budget back, which, after marketing and other expenses, means it probably did not turn a profit. Hmm. So, Paul, you rudest streetwise professor in Joburg, fuck mother. What is me? <laughs> what is good of Chappie? Uh, some of that sweet, sweet product placement, Paul. Oh. I learned to love Red Bull. Hey, are you programming late into the night? Red Bull. And also PlayStation 4, Sony PlayStation 4. Play it your way. Also Nivea, weirdly, making a return in terms of product placement. Um, shut up many <laughs> times around the police force. It was the Nivea police force, I believe, was what they were called. Well, when you're apprehending criminals or not, because you've now got a, a, like a robot sentry force to take over that particular role for you, your hands get chapped just sitting around pushing pencils. <laughs> anyway, let's tell the ladies and gentlemen the story of Chappie, shall we? In in South Africa, yes, in the distant in the distant future of 2016. Wow, there has been some. There's been crime, <gasps> quite a lot of it. You yeah. saw dread, right? And they <laughs> to stop the rising wave of crime, they built a dam of armor plated sentry robots with adorable robot eyes, with adorable robot eyes and eyebrows um, <laughs> that could be used as crime fighters. As they're called, and yes. these are very successful. Dion Wilson, played by Dev Patel, is the huh? uh, is the brainiac responsible for for <laughs> yes. them. They cut to well, obviously the film starts with interviews because this is a Neil Blomkamp. Film. Oh, of course. But we have Dev no. Patel, who's in his office being interviewed, saying, "Um, I just want to teach them poetry. Think of the beauty of them. Aren't they amazing? Mm-hmm. Oh, they're so mm-hmm. beautiful. They could be like poets. That would be great." Yeah. Um, how does your superiors here feel about that? And they just looks really sullen and. Like, um, to be honest, yeah. the poetry robots haven't gone down very well at this police robot manufacturing <laughs> plant I work for. <laughs> and if anything, their poetry is sort of, it's robot-centric and anti-human. <laughs> it's very police force focused. <laughs> it's very angry stuff. Roses are red, perps are often blue. We'll beat them in the back of an unmarked van. <laughs> it really, We're looking it just... out for you. Ah, there you go. Brought it back round. Aha! Who said the robot poetry has no use in modern South Africa, says Dev Patel. Anyway. Well, there's one last little bit of exposition we have to get out of the way before we can cut. And that is, don't worry, these robots cannot be hacked because we've got this super secure little thing, which is the guard key, and it has mm-hmm. to be plugged in for letters to reprogram them. He puts it in the super secure unit, which is just like an old shack. He, <laughs> he, he shuts the door, but it opens again. And he, yeah. <laughs> puts it under a flower pot. <laughs> Safe. No worries about these robots. <laughs> with 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 that, we have uh, an, uh, some gangs who have come straight out of Luke Besson's The Fifth Element to do a crime. Yes. And, yeah, <laughs> and they and their crime goes wrong. They then have to go back to their boss, who is called Hippo. They now owe him twenty million South African rand. Um, oh, didn't say the Fifth Element crew. Two of them are the Antford, who are ah. a South African hip hop group. Ninja and Yolandi. Yep. Yes, they owe him money, so they have to now do a heist um, in order to get the money to pay him back. Okay, the robots are like machines, right? Like like a TV. So if you had a remote to switch it off, that's brilliant. You need to find the guy who makes the robots and steal his remotes. Just so happens, well, we cut back to Dev Patel. Yes, and yes, the night that night he goes home, talks to his robot, drinks some Red Bull. And then mm-hmm. cracks the fucking en- enigma of robot sentience. 
Yeah. He has an he has a late night. He's up until at least eleven, and he <laughs> totally fucking just cracks the secret of how to make robots think for themselves and write poetry. Yep, it's that um, extra hour yep. between ten and eleven. It really did it. <laughs> he takes that to his boss, uh, yep. Hugo Weaving. What's the name? It's Sigourney Weaver. That's it. Sigourney Hugo Weaving, and he's like, oh, "I want to make p- robots that can understand and evaluate art." Right? We make police robots. So yeah. it's nice, sounds great, but I don't see how getting our robots to have sentience is going to help them like get cats out of trees. Well, I mean, mm-hmm. being very obtuse. I mean, it wouldn't cost you any money because, you know, you could just give me the robot that's already broken down. No, I can't do that. Why? Um, red tape? Something? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. She like half-heartedly like, <laughs> just mushes her keyboard and pretends that she's got a fax coming in. I mean, red tape, forms, like, wouldn't it be worth yeah. doing like 10 minutes of forms to get me a robot that might change humankind forever? Uh, Bureaucracy! No. It's my, it's my lunch break. Just fuck off, okay? <laughs> yeah, Sigourney Weaver's not terribly enthusiastic about the idea of a um, robot poet. Possibly because she's already w- familiar with what happens when robots try to write prose. They looked at the door, screaming about how closed it was. <laughs> <laughs> he then naturally steals this from yeah. public, the private security firm Transvaal. Yes, that and also the guard key, which he just takes from the wooden shack. And yeah. um, someone's like, oh, you're taking that? Yes. Okay. <laughs> I'll bring it back. Fine. It's got my porn on it. <laughs> Why don't you just use Pornhub like any true... <laughs> like yes, any I was also thinking of using Pornhub. Wankers. Pornhub, wank it your side. <laughs> and wank after doing... Uh, <laughs> wank it big. Wank it huge. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they should get us for the advert. <laughs> then we do a Hovis style one. Like, wank it like your dad did. <laughs> Some fucking old guy walking up a hill very slowly. <laughs> just farmers and everything <laughs> granddad always said it was a long way to go for a bit of wanking So he steals it and he is heisted by um by Dianvold yeah. plus Crankman and yeah. they 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 tell him to give him their robot in fully working order or they're going to do a murder on him and he yeah. says we can't do a can't do a murder on me cuz I've got to recreate and I've got to give this robot AI and and he then says okay well, I'll do that cuz I don't want Yeah he die. just so he-, he does just say that he does just say I'll okay I'll bring him to life then you can do whatever you want with him Mhm <laughs> like so just- yeah Please, I just want to live. You can do whatever the fuck you yeah. want to the robot. Please just let me live. <laughs> oh, Christ, for one more day of sweet, sweet life. Then we we have a scene of, of Chappie acting like a sort of, well, like a child, basically, with a bit more yeah. sentience than a newborn baby. He's got sentience, but with no understanding of it. Um, yeah. With Then um, Ninja, who is um, one of the, the bad mans, he... Yeah. Basically wants to get straight into crimes with Chappie. <laughs> Chappie is not quite ready for this, as any child might not be. Most children. Hugh Jackman, a colleague of Dev Patel. Uh, Victor, I believe his name yes. was. Or Vincent. Vincent. Vincent, Vincent Victor yeah. Vincenzo Freeze. What in the name of the Lord? Yeah. Um, he's an ex-military guy. 
Yeah, he's shorts. an Australian military man. Yep, which which obviously means he has a mullet and uh, <laughs> shorts and hiking boots. He's pissed because he's built a ridiculous fucking death machine with mini guns and rockets and anti-air yep. capability, and is very it doesn't understand why the local police don't want to use it to like solve handbag related crimes. <laughs> Cats up trees and the like. Yeah, no, he's massively miffed about this. I mean, you don't know. Bank robbers might have, you know, Huey helicopters. <laughs> the military's right next door. Maybe you could sell to them. No! I hate them! <laughs> hate them! Not giving Sounds them like... my stuff. <laughs> Not again. He's rebuffed. And Sigourney Weaver says, Look, I like you I like you a lot, Hugh, but you've really got to make your death machine, your human powered <laughs> death machine, a bit more amenable to the to human beings. If you can make it a bit more economically viable, maybe take some of the machine guns off it. I know, says Hugh. I'll go and threaten Dev Patel with a gun in an office. <laughs> he does. He just fucking walks up to him. And it's like, <laughs> hello, Dev Patel. How how are you? <laughs> You're enjoying a post-slumdog millionaire career. Um, oh, yeah, I am, actually. Oh, great. That's really good. You fucking piece of shit. You're making me as cross as a frog in a song, mate. And he pulls a gun on him. Yeah. Shoves it in his head. Because <laughs he's the... asking where the guard key is because he, yeah. um, he's been begin to formulate a plan because the cops said to him that we would need something unprecedented in order to uh, yeah. justify the use of the moose, which is the name of his, his death machine. Yeah, I'm going to continue to refer to it as Hugh Jackman's death machine. <laughs> it's, um, the sequel to Dod- um, <laughs> The Imaginarium of Dr. Parnassus. <laughs> Hugh Jackman's death machine. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so he needs the guard key to, to, to sort of kick his plan into action. He goes to Death yeah. Patel. He realizes that he's created a sentient bot, a sentibot. He creates life. Yep. And um, Hugh Jackman is cross as a frog in a sock at this, <laughs> um, as he says yeah. to Dev Patel. So he threatens him with a gun. And when that t- turns a bit sideways, he, he goes, he relax, to- everyone. This was a prank. It was a meaningless office prank. Everyone relax. Dev Patel <laughs> leans back and is just like, Christ. I come to work to get away from people shoving fun guns <laughs> in my face. Um, Jackman just resolves to just follow Patel, which is handy because yeah. Patel's next destination is back to see Chappie. Uh, he goes yeah. to see him once after Chappie wakes up. Um, or not, he goes to teach him how to art. Chappie has learned to speak and has picked up some patois. Chappie be the rudest bad boy streetwise professor in Joburg, fuck my life. Patel takes issue with the way in which he's speaking. A bit classistly, I feel, yes. I find. Um, he sticks his finger in Chappie's face and yeah. says, look, never commit crimes. Also, <laughs> this is what a crime is. Because you'll probably need to know that. Oh, you don't need to know that. Mm. Okay, fine. You'll just pick up what a crime is. Great. Okay, the cool. point is, don't commit crimes. If you could just sort of build a whole moral yeah. structure and code of ethics around that, that would be great. Okay, in the next scene, he's teaching him how to do art. And he says, look, yeah. Chappie. A lot of people are going to tell you what uh, what you can't do in life, but you never let anyone tell you what you can't do in life, except me in the previous scene and also right now. Ninja has taken umbrage to Yolandi's maternal instincts and, and, and all that sort of shit. And Dev Patel's pretentious art poetry bullshit. Yeah, he was sick of experts, he says. So he, he takes him into <laughs> a van um, along with America, the guy from Crank. And In a scene that has been isolated on YouTube and described as Chappie is bullied by society. Yeah. He is bullied by society. Why do this? Why do this? Why do this? Sounds funny. Please, Chappie doesn't mind. 
And then Hugh Jackman turns up in the van and in order to get the guard key out of him, he rips his fucking arm out of his socket <laughs> and then and then dumps him in the middle of the in the middle of the road. Maybe the guard key stopped him from being being suggestible to crimes. Because oh, now no, he is it was completely against. suggestible to crimes. Patel then responds by going and buying the smallest gun in the world. Chappie's going to get gangster training. Yeah, he gets and he gets blinged. He gets blinged up. He gets told that knifing people actually makes them go to sleep. <laughs> yeah, um, which because... which does lead to a very a very funny scene of him asking people if they want to go to sleep and trying to stab them. <laughs> yes, because apparently his mistreatment at the hands of Yves and Hugh Jackman hasn't actually led him to be in any way oh angry at humans or willing to hurt them. He just wants to put them to sleep, which is fine. So he then goes out uh, and is told. Because again, he's not angry at humans. He loves humans. Humans are great. Yeah. He is told that bad people have stolen his car, yes. uh, Ninja's car, and that he's got to go get it back. So yeah. he jacks a whole that. bunch of cars because yeah. they all belong to Ninja. He has been made more agreeable to Ninja by dint of him being one of the people that didn't beat him up and rip an, rip an arm off, I think. One so he's people. been made dumb to Ninja's stupid arguments <laughs> so he'll do anything to get daddy's cars back and he just happens to have lots of them so he does that at this stage he, he learns about mortality and that he is at some point going to die because the battery oh, yes. is glued to his chassis ninja lies to him and says that we could buy you a new body and you could just transfer yourself over to it um of course, which yeah. is yeah quite a dickish yeah. thing for him to have done but he just wants his help on a heist even though chappie yep. doesn't want to do a heist then, well you know sticks and stones Dev Patel, having, having visited the gun store about seven scenes ago, finally arrives on the scene. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it takes a long time to get anywhere in this film. Then Hugh Jackman makes it back from stealing the master key, finally gets back to the office. Again, bank holiday weekend, there was a lot going on. Um, he gets back to the office and he puts the master key in and he teaches mm-hmm. every robot in the whole of uh, Johannesburg to turn off. Have have we said at this stage that there is a, a scene between Chappie and Yolandi where she reads him a story and he learns about um, consciousness? Uh, no. Okay, well that 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 happens, and yes. also um, <laughs> he also confronts Dev Patel um, for putting him in a body with um, the battery stuck to the chassis, um, yeah. where he can't survive, and he so he confronts his maker. Why did you make me to die? And he has a bit of a, a bit of a scene about. What, what 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 does it he say? I made you to live. No, he doesn't say that. That's exactly what I thought he was going to say, but he didn't say that. Oh, okay. He he did say something that I thought was okay, but I didn't make a note of what it was, so I'm sure it was great. <laughs> and so that. But he's also been looking at the idea of transferring his consciousness into another robot. Yes, via PlayStation. Yes. Um, because PlayStation Plus has a very generous storage capacity. <laughs> um, it's perfect if you want to go browse in Pornhub. Now... <laughs> We had to pick our own sponsors very carefully, Paul. PlayStation and Pornhub will be fine. Um... PlayStation, Porn it your Japan. <laughs> so after all the robots crash, Dev Patel very awkwardly tries uh, takes Chappie back at last with his tiny gun. Yeah. Uh, in a scene that I would have absolutely loved to have seen the rest of, because Patel holds the other gangsters at gunpoint to get them to back off, and then awkwardly yeah. sort of scrabbles about with an incredibly yeah. heavy military robot. Yes. That somehow he smuggles into his car with one hand and drives yes. him off. Because the next thing we know, he's just arriving at the lab. And then there's a crime wave. And, yeah, everybody um, saw all the robots are gone. Yeah, there's, there's mayhem. They actually do go on the heist that they've been talking about for the entire movie. And Chappie learns that actually throwing knives at people does hurt them. And yeah. also that uh, smashing someone's head in with a brick is bad for dandruff. 
not a good solution. No, it's a very human story. And he yeah. um, he is caught on film uh, yes. committing these crimes. As, <laughs> it so what proof- must have been hilarious footage for the news to have picked up. <laughs> One yeah. day, oh, all the crime-fighting robots have gone off, and the next day, okay, development. Now <laughs> the robots <laughs> seem to be helping the criminals. <laughs> the criminals. The criminals. Uh, the criminals are rampant, mate. So she 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 gets Dev Patel in the office, and she's like, "You better sort this shit out now." And then she gets Hugh Jackman in the thing, and she, "You get better get in your death machine now." And he's like, "Oh, reluctantly, <laughs> I will get in my death machine." And he climbs yeah. in his death machine, and he's like, "I am going to murder everyone." <laughs> a fight happens and then that ends about 15 minutes later basically <laughs> hip hip hippo is dead yolandi's dead the ninja goes to sacrifice himself but then yolandi decides to sacrifice herself instead of ninja in any case 50 percent of the is dead dev gets shot dev gets shot chappy t- um sellotapes a grenade to a knife <laughs> and sticks it into hugh jackman's mouse death machine and is able to destroy one billion dollars worth of weapons research Yes. With a grenade stra- stuck to a knife, gaffer tape to a knife. Yes, and he he takes Dev back to um, Transvaal, um, beats Hugh Jackman within an inch of his life. Yep. He then while screaming in- about ending the violence. No weapons, no violence. And then in, in a wonderful turnaround, which was foreshadowed quite heavily earlier on, um, he moves Dev Patel's consciousness into um, the only <laughs> remaining test robot. And yep. then, um, in turn, Dev then moves the, the almost battery-gone Chappie into a nearby sentry robot that um, has obviously been floored by the virus. Yep. And then they run off into the distance where um, they learn that, or Ninja learns that he's got um, Yolandi's consciousness on a USB drive. Um, yes. So then they work to upload that. They make a freaky, fucking disgusting robot with human face. <laughs> um, and that looks like Yolandi, but weirder. And then they they bring her back to life in a robot. And we have a lovely robot family with Ninja the human. (laughs) Who has got to now learn how to have sex with Yolandi the robot. (laughs) Yeah, who has got to learn how to take some rollercoaster handjobs. It's going to be a real emotional journey. For <laughs> it's going to be a roller coaster of a of a lifetime in many ways. <laughs> and in a post credit sequence, Neil Blomkamp comes on and assures everyone that there will be no sequel. The end. Ice is a crimes. There's yes. quite a lot of stuff to go on, people to introduce, and ultimately still a 15 minute long action sequence to yeah. accommodate within his two hour running time. Which means that he doesn't spend much time on things like character development. Character development, refining his message, I think. Yes, because he himself actually said Chappie is not a movie about AI. He said Ex Machina is a movie about AI. Mm. Chappie isn't. But he didn't then really elaborate on what it is about. And I think it's about parenting. I think it's about parenting. And I think like all of his other movies... It's about the dangers of giving too much power to private security, to private interests. Yeah. There's definitely a, there's a big business thing in there, which is realized a lot better in District 9 and also very crappy it in Elysium. Is because the whole point of District 9 is it's really shitty the way this big company is treating the aliens. Yeah. The whole point of Chappie is not it's really shitty how this company is treating these robots. Instead, yeah. it's Chappie is abused by society it's it's like i mean it is it is basically um oliver twist slash uh short circuit a well-meaning completely innocent robot experiences humans learns their habits 
and what we need it to be is a character study a character study of a good character or the good characters the bad characters and then Chappie stuck in the middle trying to do what mm. is best like an explanation of why is he trying to do what's best what is his instinct like yeah. what is it that he is actually born with because at one stage early on he promises Dev Patel not to do any crime and no one has yet defined what crime is for him yeah and yet at any stage he is asked to do something bad he comes back to this promise and it's it's i don't know it feels like we could understand this promise a bit better like what does it mean to him <laughs> at another stage mm-hmm. like dev patel rather comically asks him you know you must respect me chappy i'm your creator yeah and it's like okay did that that resonated with him the idea of oh i've got to obey the maker mm-hmm. and maybe like learning that the maker is really flawed could have led to the degradation of his moral code but that it's not necessarily it was... what happens it's I'd like to assume that in learning to speak English and and everything like that, he did come across what a crime was yeah. because then he does have like he has issue with shooting people and and things mm. like that. He's just very easily duped into things, yeah. you know, in, into committing crimes for ninja. And yes, I I do think that you know he 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 was made more suggestible by his terrible experiences to ninjas like horrible ideas but it wasn't well executed it wasn't explored well enough in order to it be obvious that that's what was happening because when you start to look at it you can just unpick these things and think well you know where where was he coming from and then when you tie that in with the fact that you have this private private security firm who who have you know they, they're coming in with big business and and then you've got this guy who just wants to make robots paint and and to to write because you know he, he's yeah. not in there for military purposes he's in there for his own yeah. his own sort of career and his own like scientific interest. I really didn't know what Dev Patel's motivations were early on in the film. He's caught on camera saying we could teach a robot to create poetry, and it's like mm. why is that important to you, Dev Patel? Like I feel like that's for Victor Frankenstein, for example, creating a being was. In- purely about ego he wanted to see that he could mm. do it and he was frustrated by his professors who said death can't be reversed and it, yeah. it's pretty much just that that motivates him to try and prove them wrong which he does with no regards to the consequences yeah um and that's his sort of his great flaw which then has to be punished by the end of the novel with yeah. with death patel i just don't know why he wants to create life and once he has done because he agrees to do it for the gangsters with very little you know, just purely self-preservation. Like, yeah, fuck it, I'll bring it back to life. And he doesn't seem to want to keep it alive for very long, Chappie, because he's perfectly happy putting mm. the life into a robot he knows is going to fail and die in five days. So he wasn't creating a long-term son. He, was was he just trying to show he could no. do it? No, well then, yeah, maybe it wasn't out of love. Like, if, if you know, the gangsters, gangsters were going to let him live and create the robot anyway, so he's still getting what he wanted, which is to see if he could do it. And if the yeah. gangsters are like, okay, well, we won't kill you, just just make this robot. He's like, okay, well, I was going to do that anyway, so let's let's do it. The main message of the film for me was that he, humans are awful. <laughs> like he, <laughs> or, or you know, I think the message would be that humans are, are flawed, and um, you can well, see that think... how it imprints on a robot, but it comes across yeah. with a kind of bluntness. So it's humans are awful, and I think that like with Dev Dev Patel's character wanting to make him, I think it's. The plot says to us that he's coming around to Chappie and he is learning, he's starting to love him and care for him. He only has two scenes with him though, is the thing. There's just too much. You've got, you've got the parenting thing. You've got the AI thing. And if people think it's a film about AI, it suggests maybe that, you know, you weren't as clear about your message as maybe you needed to be. And, you know, Charlie, 
Charlie Kaufman isn't clear about his message a lot of the time, but it's not it's not a mess. No, it's it's in a beguiling way. It's the idea of yeah. with Charlie Kaufman's work, there's so many different things you could take. Yeah. With Chappie, it feels like there was one very definite message, which is the one that um, Yolandi tells Chappie in the, the mothering scene, which is this idea that it's not about what's what someone looks like, it's about what's inside, which... Yeah. And I kind of like the sort of surreal Black Mirror-esque dark ending that it takes where Chappie's like, hey, you're right, it is only what's inside that matters, so I'll just scoop it out of random people <laughs> without asking their permission first and shove it into yeah. other bodies. Yeah. <laughs> like, he has no understanding of why that's not okay. And I feel like if Yolandi sort of woke up, looked around at the end, and then started screaming, it might have been quite an interesting little mm. satire. Good news, mummy, you get to live inside of me now. Yay! <laughs> ah! <laughs> fuck, no! Yeah, I, I, I really like the ending I, I like of, of Dev Patel being transferred to a robot and, you know, him, him saying, yeah. Chappie saying to Dev, you, you, you know, you're going to live forever. It's, it's, it's like, fuck, you imagine <laughs> you're going to live forever. Mexican at the end. <laughs> yeah. You're going to live forever, gringo. He, when he says, you know, he's like, you're going to live forever. This is, it's like, wow, that's fucking incredible. What a brilliant, like, plot point to happen. And then, like, yeah. the two of them, I like the two of them, like, just, just galloping off in, in their, in their robot bodies um, forever now. <laughs> Did well. But no time to, like, reflect on that, to the idea of, holy shit, I'm in a robot body now. No more flesh. Yeah. No more penis. I think no more eating meals. Yeah. Well, then what? You know, what does that messy third act contribute? Ugh, That's nothing. that was my my main beef because to be honest, I was I was enjoying this film. I, mm. I it had it, it had its flaws, but I love Chappie yeah. and um, I love Yolandi and and Dev Patel. The three of them, I thought had mm. like some cool moments, and I thought that Chappie and Chateau Copley were great with some really funny lines and. I was I was happy just to sort of go go along with it, but then that third right. act comes in, and it's just it's just a sh- it's just action, and but yeah. to what to what end? Because it's not yeah. it's not really showing the excesses of Hugh Jackman's incredible death machine. It's yeah. it's not it's not saying anything about human nature. You know, when Ninja yeah. sacrifices himself, and then suddenly Yolandi gets out of the van and sacrifices herself, and Ninja yeah. is suddenly distraught. Where, like, at what point during the film had we seen the two of them have a tender yeah. moment or show any affection for each other? Hugh Jackman is is way way thin. In interview, he said that he was trying to play it kind of like Ricky Gervais from The Office. Like, <laughs> I know, like, what the fuck? That that didn't come across at all. Like, he's the guy in the it's office. Just a prank. <laughs> it's just a prank. I wouldn't, and, like, no, I wouldn't, wouldn't carry a loaded weapon around the office, would I? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like, he's meant to be the one who, you know, he said. Oh, everyone! He thinks that everyone likes him and that he's the center of the world. But I didn't get any of that, and I'm sorry, yeah. but any shot of him standing in the mid distance with a pair of binoculars, I just found fucking hilarious. <laughs> I want more <laughs> movies to cut to him in the middle <laughs> of their sequences. Just I'm Maximus Decimus Meridius. Struth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he did say Struth, didn't he? He said, "Cross as a frog in a sock." He said. He's as smart as a dunny rat. What in the name of the good lord? It was still, it was weird watching that because it was a crap <laughs> character, but Hugh Jackman giving that performance. It was a very <laughs> solid performance of a crap character. And I mean, Sigourney Weaver, Weaver was a nothing cloud. She had nothing to do. <sighs> I mean, surely she you had would three see, lines. You would see, even if you were just like going for a, mil- a police contract, you would see some sort of financial value to developing the next wave of artificial intelligence. Like, there might be some money in this. I mean, if that's not enough, she was so open to Hugh Jackman's proposals come the end of the film. <laughs> the giant killer the, robot. 
Yeah, it was like, do you, did your mum own Transvaal? Did you not know anything about robots? Yeah. Because she's just like, yeah, this is fine. Go with this. Get rid of that third act to make some, make it yeah. purely, maybe make it about the consciousness thing or just yeah. make it, just, just focus the film a little better because there was so much that I liked about it. Yeah, there was a lot that I liked in it. I, I found more than the third act disappointing because I did feel like yeah. I was being denied access to these characters. Mm. And I feel like part of that is the very Hey, pull, rushed... pull, pull, pull. Access denied. Ah, it's a robot. Ah, that was the movie experience for me. <laughs> Password wrong. Um, I feel maybe part of that is down to the rushed production because yeah. it was that um, Blomkamp and his wife did write it in two weeks during the production of another movie. Yeah, another movie which was also flawed. Which was also flawed. He may have wanted to pay more attention to Elysium whilst he was making that, and more attention to Chappie when he was writing it, because it just feels like this was was something that needed five more drafts. Yeah, it really needed fleshing out. Yeah, just just take some stuff out, early ideas, all scripts have that problem. You always hear, like, in the original draft of this script, there was meant to be a three-eyed monster who came out named Jeff. And it's always like, that's the (laughs) shit that gets cut out you know, yeah. by your script person. Several yeah. Hey, do you know what this sounds like? This <laughs> sounds like A New Hope. It sounds like it was f- yeah. full of stuff that needed to be excised by Brian De Palma. And... <laughs> when Christopher Nolan was an indie director who got given a massive franchise the Bat- in Batman yeah. Begins, it-, it seemed like this was the way forward. Get indie directors who sort of develop their crafts in smaller films and then give them big yeah. budgets to make great things. Sometimes it works fucking great. Look at Ryan Johnson. Who has, you know, mm. now made his second excellent big blockbuster. By Shit film. <laughs> Indeed. But more and more, we're seeing this narrative not working. With Josh Trank. Man in a tent. With Colin Trevorrow, who just this year made, yeah. well, last year now, uh, made one of the most critically derided films of all time in The Book of Henry. We're seeing directors mm. getting in over their heads. Deciding yeah. that hey, that indie movie proposal that you had when you were a kid or whilst you were working on this other film is worth millions of dollars being poured into it. And they're just mm. not. They're shoddy and underwritten. And it's a shame because the failure of this film really hurt Blomkamp. He really was upset mm. by it. And he put a lot of himself into this. He concedes that he sees it isn't working. I mean, he hasn't made a feature film since and he's stuck to making these apparently very good shorts. But And mm. it's it's just a shame because there is a lot of good in this. And it's... It's as frustrating for the audience and for his fans, I think, as anyone else, because you yeah. want to see good Blomkamp, you know, you love District 9. Yeah. But you want you want it to be good, and maybe this yeah. is for the best, you know, if he's if he hasn't made anything since 2015. Yeah. You know, this this has happened to directors before, they've, they've yeah. made a couple of errors, they've taken five years out and come back with something great. He needs to Shyamalan this. He needs to Shyamalan this, but without all the failure. <laughs> without and, even more failure. Yeah. And and it's it's possible, and hopefully, you know, he'll go back to his roots and he'll say, okay, what what worked for me? It was human moments, well fleshed out characters, yeah, tight, focused storyline, basically about one man. And the the way yeah. you do good sci fi is telling a very personal story that has wider ramifications, you know, yeah. and has a wider meaning. If you tell a story that is that sets out to have a wider meaning, yeah, then you forget about the minutia, the characters, yeah, everything. There were so many good things about, about this movie, but it just mm. it just lost its way for me. Well, I think that's a fair enough conclusion. It's 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 a film that has really great things in it, but it, it's it's for me even more so than a film that just lost its way. Is it's just a film that was never really fully developed and mm. turned into something that it could have been. Consequently, uh, as a as something to watch now, 
I'd recommend it. Generally, it's yeah. it's an interesting film. It's a very unique film. Well, unique in its aesthetic. It's certainly not unique in yeah. terms of its story beats or its themes, because as identified in that opening review, it is one of those films kind of like Oblivion, where you can kind of go through and trace like, oh, okay, that's from Robocop, that's from Short Circuit, that's, yeah. From, yeah. Um, that's from District 9. But uh, it's an interesting film. It's just a frustrating one because it has this potential mm. in it yeah. to be something so much more than it is. Yeah, and it's now making it very difficult for me to recommend District 9 to Nell. I've been telling her for two, for two years that it's an amazing film. And, yeah. And uh, this was not the best entry to Blomkamp. Oh, God, because now she's going to watch it and be like, oh, God, this is reminding me of Chappie. That's the worst yeah. thing of it, is it's burying the earlier stuff. It's like Shyamalan yeah. now. If you go back and watch Unbreakable, you can't help but think about Zoe Deschanel when you see the sort of way in which Bruce Willis's kid is delivering lines. Yeah. And it's like, oh, this is great right oh it's great <laughs> it is great speak speaking of great paul why don't yeah. we be a bit more positive yes. about chappy some quick firing quick fire this is a little inadvertent but early on whilst they're fixing up chappy from a recent fight he's been involved in there's an announcement that says there have been reports of gunfire from sections five seven and eight which i assume means parts of the city but I took it to mean yeah. parts of the facility they were in. And I thought, why are they more panicked about that? It's like in a supermarket, there were, there is gunfire in aisles five, seven, and eight. <laughs> oh, phew. <laughs> I'm in two. Not my problem. The Hans Zimmer soundtrack was fantastic, especially when Chappie's turned on and is exploring the warehouse. There's a very sort of minimalist, yes. almost Thomas Newman-esque uh, bit of music. It's just mm. beautiful. Hans, I mean, Hans Zimmer, man. I'm sorry that you're a three-man. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. I oh, God, not... you're a foreman. Quite like fuck mother as a thing, <laughs> they keep yeah. saying. I, I like Chappie's lexicon for the most mm. part. Yeah. I thought it was really, really well done. All of the bits like, uh, you know, you you know, um, you, you've got to promise me what is promise and and, and all that i feel <laughs> yeah. it was it was really cute and it was really funny and shato copley delivered it really well dev patel has some cracking lines <laughs> because yeah. i don't know who he is as a person but he, he occasionally seems to be this very uptight middle class oxford professor mm. yeah because he'll say things like you're a bloody barbarian you're a shitty person <laughs> but at one point he tells america you know surely you can go and count your narcotics in, a, in another room that was one of my favorite lines <laughs> yeah i mean i could i could i could list the the, the lines of chappy that i that i really loved mm. um i'm just going through the, the list here there's also um heist is a crimes <laughs> which is very good but you're saying it kind of like adam buxton now <laughs> <laughs> heist is crimes heist is a crimes my wife <laughs> yeah the gangster culture that exists in the film is yeah. very Neil Blomkamp, and also quite scary. Like, there's never a moment yeah. where one of the characters doesn't threaten to hurt someone that I don't believe. <laughs> yeah, he does. He does that well. It's similar in District Nine when he's in there, like bargaining for that alien. Yeah. Tech. Yes, when he goes to the arms dealer, it's like, oh, they're gonna fucking die. Definitely, yeah. I would die. I would die before <laughs> yeah. entering into this place. Yeah, I'd have been dead in the company. <laughs> um, I've I've written down nine hundred dollary dues. Your turn. Um, sometimes Chappie does some adorable things with his ears. And at one point, just before, yeah. in fact, I think he says heist is a crime. Um, yeah. his ears suddenly, I think they, sp- they shoot down. No, they spring up. Yeah. They're back. 
and suddenly when he's thinking about it they shoot up like he's suddenly aware mm. um and he's just realized what he's being asked to do and he shows surprise with his antenna ears which are very oh. cute and ripped off from apple seed oh speaking about uh i was about to say johnny five yeah. speaking about chappy in general yeah he looks great yeah um special Wester effects are amazing yeah, Wetter and uh, Image Engine just really knocked this one out of the park. Yeah. The, these guys together is the best example of, of this, of, yeah. of CGI in the business. Um, there's a moment where Chappie approaches a car with a gun in order to jack it. And um, it says something like, uh, well, no, he, he's going to take the car off the guy. And the guy leans out of the mm. car and says, what seems to be the problem, officer? And at that stage, I'd for- when I first saw this, I remember laughing because I'd forgotten that they're all police robots. I just sort of gotten invested <laughs> right. in the whole education yeah. of Chappie's storyline. I'd forgotten they're also robot. They're also the police. <laughs> so when he's running yeah. at him, screaming like, "I'm gonna take the fucking car! I'm gonna take the fucking car!" He's like, "What's this yeah. with the problem, officer?" That really makes <laughs> yeah. me laugh. I like Dion Wilson's setup at home. It reminded me a bit of the like with these little um, robot. Reminded me of Moon. It was a cool little, a cool little design. And I think in a wider sense, the. Yeah. Like set design and things like that was was really great. Um, there was there was a lot of like really nice attention to detail, especially in um, yeah. Deanford's home. My next one is um, when they're first educating Chappie, they encourage him to do a fist bump, and he does it, and obviously he doesn't understand his own strength, so he hurts America's hand. The second <laughs> yeah. time they do this, they do a really tentative sort of gradual fist bump. I will say I was expecting at some point the subject of toxic masculinity to come up because mm. Chappie is kind of taught how to emulate all of these gangster lifestyle things um mm. and dev patel obviously disapproves of this and yet we never really get a good repudiation of that of the mm. idea of hey all this bullshit you're teaching him about how to be a man and how to impose yourself on others is wrong um yeah. i was kind of waiting for that moment it didn't really come um, no that's just again another, yeah 15 films in this film <laughs> my the last thing i've got is um i loved what everything um was called on uh on file uh dion underscore consciousness for example <laughs> do, you, do you wish to transfer dion underscore consciousness <laughs> yes there's some good computer science going on <laughs> it also has the effect of really kind of downplaying this notion of the soul like when yeah when yeah. yolandi kind of introduces it early on it's like oh this mystical thing it's inside of you and you don't know what it is but it's in you chappy and it turns out to just be like 50 gig <laughs> yeah yeah 10 gig <laughs> oh surely i'm at least 25 no, it says here 10 gig and then someone uh, says duplicate <laughs> there's a lot of junk files in here we could really yeah. condense this shit down <laughs> some of the folders are just empty <laughs> one gig is just got that smug smile that you do takes up a surprising amount of ram <laughs> okay that's our two cents let's hear from that og team let's do it everyone right bloatbusters podcast that bloatbusters said chappy himself actually looked really good top marks for the rendering team and i oh, agree ab- absolutely did chad cruz at chad cruz Hugh Jackman's hair is fantastic. Yes. <laughs> sure is. Nelly's giving me a thumbs down. She's here for this bit. <laughs> she, <laughs> she came in for the <laughs> yeah. hair bit. Come on, look at that mullet. Come on. The power of it. Brian Hurst at Herskules says, Chateau Copley is always a highlight of anything. Wulong Talk says, never seen it, so couldn't tell you. Why did you message us? What are you doing? Oh, you. Just Get stop it with the things. Always. Get out of, Get out of here, you. Sick Go of on. it. Woo. We're not moving on till you've gotten out. Go on. You really go. You really, you really put the woo in. Boo. 
Stacey's pilot at Stacey's pilot said the one good thing about this movie is Chappie himself I'm a sucker for an adorable robot but the rest of the film was total garbage sweet he's pretty ad- considering he is like a pretty well designed and fully realised battle robot like really looking like a bad guy from Mass Effect considering yeah. that he is also surprisingly adorable no he's yeah love, <laughs> love his little cheeks squeeze him if I could could you just stick like cute robot eyes and adorable expressive ears on like Ed 209 or a Terminator and have him become an adorable sort of household name well I mean the question you've got to be asking yourself there is can you stick adorable ears on Arnold Schwarzenegger and have him be an adorable <laughs> household name and I think the answer is yes but it's all in the expression <laughs> Mandy Awesome Pain Company at, at Cyanide says the one good thing it ended oh, oh we you. don't get we don't get many of those. Oh. Excellent. Gillian Kerouish at Firebird says, Well, as a, as a South African, my personal favourite was hearing a robot say cease or size. Had S-I-E-S. How would you say that? S-I-E-S. Sires. Sires. Yeah. Hearing the robot say size. For those of you who don't understand Afrikaans, it's a sort of mesh of yuck and shame on you, but with a lot more virulence. Or virulence. Virulence, as you say in South Africa. <laughs> we'll yes. So we've had some sort of um, some shit sandwich. One good things here from all the people, but um, believe it or not, quite a lot of people love this film. Oh, yeah. Um, we've got Rough Giraffe podcast who said, "I love Chappie. There's nothing wrong with this film." Brendan Guiley says, "Yeah." So basically, this film is great. Cinema Bushido says, "Terrific film. One hundred good things." He didn't list Ooh. them though. Oh no! I need all one hundred, please. Yeah. If you can do a count like a counter. <laughs> counter podcast for yeah. cinema bushido called the 100 good things about Chappie episode episode one start again delete all your other episodes <laughs> episode this one is... Chappie episode two <laughs> to be decided <laughs> finally my god I have no idea how to pronounce this name whatsoever I'm going to say Grimnir Moira Pater sounds good yep at Grimachu says the film itself is the one good thing that's the first time that we've had such a split such a 50-50 split of comments positive and negative yes and i think that's revealing i think it's indicative of how people receive this film because ultimately to me it's a sort of frustrating film because it does have all of these positive elements and yet it doesn't have really the structure the bone structure to really hang the that juicy flesh off of um and when you're putting together a corpse that's yeah. just one of the great mistakes that you can make um take it from I, paul everyone. yeah take it from me um <sighs> i think that just about does it for chappy for good things Mm. so now let's talk about the one better thing the one better thing i am going with ex machina nice the 2014 alex garland sci-fi creamathon where reclusive tech genius oscar isaac uh, invites employee dom hall gleason to his secluded home to help take part in experiments to determine the human qualities of a state-of-the-art ai yeah played by alicia vikander Yes. Uh, where Chappie's pretty blunt about his characters, the message and the audience's role in its telling, as in how we fit in with all of this and what our relationship to these characters is supposed to be. Ex Machina takes the offensive and it keeps you guessing. It's putting mm. you in the position of Dom Hall Gleason, in other words, a stupid human, neither a genius nor a state-of-the-art AI, and it leaves yeah. you un- really unsettled and not a little disturbed by the minds, human or otherwise, that are at work here. I can't say anything more about it because part of the excitement is in this confusion. It's mm. a, it's about being in the dark uh, and not knowing along with Dom Hall Gleason, but it's tense and it's intense. The comedy comes mostly packaged in Oscar Isaac. It's incredibly <laughs> yeah. clever and it plays a little bit like a whodunit at times. It's really hard to find fault with it at all. Yeah, Ex Machina is a fabulous film because it is so magnanimous. <laughs> 
there's yeah. so much that is left unsaid and the design is great the special effects that allow Alicia Vikander yeah. to look like a robot are fucking superb unquestionable throughout and yeah, yeah. there's just this fabulous sense of menace also um contributed uh which is contributed to by its excellent soundtrack by ben salisbury and jeff barrow um yeah and it's alex garland's feature debut and he's an excellent screenwriter which i think really yeah. shows here so yeah absolutely i could go with another alex garland uh screenplay uh dread uh which also has a fabulous sort of ultra-violent crime-ridden society resolved by a stoic <laughs> stoic figure who actually <laughs> shows so much emotion with just his chin mm-hmm. but which also has dom hall gleason in Ah, God, it's all coming together. Um, But instead, I am going to go with Robocop, a film that was a very definite influence on Chappie. Uh, The film sees uh, Officer Alex Murphy as he is mercilessly gunned down on the street uh, and is uh, put back together by the ruthless, um, that's it, Omni-Consumer Products. And he wakes up to find that he's the future law enforcement. (laughs) Yes. And he's got to go out and fight the crime. It's ultra-violent. It's a really violent film, but that is all part of its satire. It's a satire of American culture, and also really poignant. There's a lot of really profound emotional beats um, in this, um, and a lot of rumination on what it means to be someone who used to be human, and is now Mm. something more, but also less. Brilliant film. Yeah, I'd buy that for a dollar. (laughs) You! Oh, wait. What, wait, what? What did I do? Oh, let me try. Uh, bitches leave. That's, <laughs> that's from yeah. the film. Yeah. Superb. Excellent. Yeah. Check out Ex Machina and Robocop. And also District 9. Please. Nell, please. Just just please. watch it. <laughs> please. Look look at me. Just acknowledge me. That was the one better thing. <laughs> the one better thing. Thank you for listening to One Good Thing. Yeah, thank you so much. Thank you for oh, thank you for just being with us through the the, the trying <laughs> times of 2017 and the uh, the yeah. scary new days of 2018. Thanks for um, lending us that fiver, you lent us. That was great. If you want if you want more of the good times paid forward to you for a change, why don't you come and find us on Twitter at OGT Pod or Facebook at OGT Pod. If you want to send an email in any language, you can do it at OGTPod <laughs> at gmail.com. My novel Dockhead is available on Amazon for $5.99 in paperback. It's a little cheaper on Kindle for all you fancy tech people, for all the chappies out there. It's about $2.99. You can plug it directly into your mainframe and it won't even take up one ram Mm. Uh, meanwhile my work with screen mayhem continues and we're working on a new season of podcasts which are um yeah shaping up very nicely i'm looking forward to that gonna have a whole year worth of reviews for you so check that out imagine that (laughs) imagine that all of them you don't even need to see any movies i'll do it for you (laughs) i'm paul salt i'm paul goodman and remember the one good thing about chappie are the scenes where it almost feels like it's doing it on purpose (laughs) 